0: Bringing Gator Nation a different Gator great every episode.
1: This is Jabar Gaffney, and you're listening to the All For The Gators podcast.
2: Hey, I'm Earl Everett. You're not a gator, you're gator bait. This is Bo Carroll. Hey, I'm Rita Anthony. This is Chris Rainey. This is Seatric Facing, a.k.a. C4. This is Jack Jackson. Go Gators, the real number one. Hey,
0: man, this is Chad Jackson, and you're listening to All For The Gators, man. Here, go Gators.
3: Hey, this is Jeff Chandler, the all-time leading scorer in Florida football history. This is Tony George. go Gator. Hey, guys, this is Jarvis Moss. Go Gators.
2: Johnny Rutledge here, and you are listening to All For The Gators podcast. This is being true, but you listening to the All for the Gators Podcast. This is Chris Doring
1: and you're listening to the All for the Gators Podcast.
0: Well, you know, fellows, doing the show and hearing the tons of stories from all these gator greats, we built a perception, right? Some of the coaches and players we really didn't know much about. And well, our perception of today's guest is simply this. Legend. Coming from Spring Hill, Florida, where he was a four-sport athlete at Springstead High basketball track weightlifting and football at 6 foot 4 270 pounds he found a home in the ladder at defensive tackle and there he powered through o lines becoming all state which in florida is no small feat He almost became a bulldog, but he ultimately ended up a Gator. And in the orange and blue, we'd rack up over 120 tackles, nine and a half sacks, tackles for losses all over the joint, all of that, before a tragic knee injury ended his football career halfway through his senior year. But he doesn't let that define him, though. He is still regarded as one of the greatest defensive tackles to don the orange and blue. He was first-team All-SEC, two-time AP All-American, two-time SEC champ, Gator Nation listening all around the world, I give you national champion, big number 94, Ed Chester. All right, another champion, another national champion. Welcome, Ed.
2: Thank you, thank you. You
0: know, Ed, thanks for taking the time for us today. When I do my intros, I don't know if you've listened to the show, uh, but when I introduce the guest, I like to do the the full name in King's English, and I usually get that off Wikipedia, but I couldn't, there was no Wikipedia for you, so I couldn't throw in your middle name there, so I apologize.
2: Hey, <laughs> thank you. I, I, I love a middle name, it, it represents two great men in my life. So. All right, give it to me, man. Uh, it's Jonathan for both my grandfathers, John and Nathaniel. Gator
0: Nation, listening
2: all around the world, I give you big number 94,
0: Edward there Jonathan yes. Chester. Now, feel,
1: now he feels better because he, he really likes to go in full name. So I think, you know, he felt like <laughs> he was missing something going with just. The smaller, the shorter. <laughs> this
3: means you're now officially a friend of the show. Once your government name is out there, you're officially a friend of the show for life. I'm good with that. All right.
0: And we've been lucky to have a lot of the guys from the 95 and 96 teams on with us, your teammates. And like I said in the intro, you've become a legend on this show. We had your boy T. George on, Tony George. And he, yeah. he said that you would have been an NFL Hall of Famer if you had not gotten injured. He sure did. So how does that make you feel
2: to hear that from a teammate 25 years later? Uh, it, you know, it's an honor. It definitely is an honor that, that the guys you played with respect your game that much and thought that highly of you, especially for guys like Tony, who who understand what it's like to play at that level. They, they played that level and succeeded. So,
1: yeah, it means a lot to me. So let's take it back a little bit to uh to high school where John said you played four sports. So I got two questions. Was football always your favorite? Uh in high school? Yeah, definitely. Definitely football was my
2: favorite. Um you know, track track was fun too, but uh yeah, football definitely was my favorite.
1: Okay. So another question that we've asked several former players, when did you realize, all right, I'm bigger and stronger than everyone else on the field?
2: <laughs> um Jeez, Pro, that probably started in junior high um <laughs> we've gotten that answer before
1: too <laughs>
2: yeah that was probably junior high school but i wasn't that competitive in junior high school so i didn't use my size like i should have and it wasn't until high school till i truly figured it out and you know used my body properly
0: well let's talk about the real achievements in high school ed come on i'm talking about homecoming king <laughs> you had it all huh where, where are those photos at these days?
2: Oh, man. My kids still pick at me when they see them. Um, <laughs> oh, no. The, the weird part is I didn't want to be Homecoming King. My buddies put my name on the list as a joke. They're like, I oh, was going to put Ed on there because we know he doesn't want to do it. And then I won. <laughs> I was like, I hate you guys. Why Did <laughs> you Did you have
0: to sit on the back of the car with the queen and, and do that? All? Oh, yeah. What oh, kind of car man. was it? Yeah. What kind of car?
2: I don't even remember. I, I was so nervous. The The poor queen, she's been a friend of mine since i was in elementary school and she had to deal with my grumpy behind up there oh jeez, yeah that poor girl what kind of
3: haircut were you sporting back then i
2: think that i had the bald head
3: oh i I went to that young that early
2: oh yeah all
3: right i went there too but it wasn't by choice
2: (laughs) brother we're all on that path
3: (laughs) so clearly high school went well for you and uh then colleges came calling uh we got florida houston virginia tech kansas state georgia you even committed to Georgia. Yeah. So how'd yep. that come about, and what made you ultimately decide to, thankfully, come join us at the University of Florida? <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed my visit to Georgia. Um, I loved the
2: campus, loved the area, but it hadn't really been a bunch of places. Um, the After I committed there, the coach tried to talk me out of going to Florida, but I was going to – my host was Dwayne Mobley, a guy I've known from the same hometown. I've known Dwayne. So I wanted to do it anyways, and um, thank God I did because I came to UF and realized that's where I needed to be. It checked off all the boxes for me, felt like home, so I made the switch.
0: Now, I heard an interview where you said John Reeves was the mean guy recruiting you, and uh, yes. God rest his soul, right? Um But yes. Spurrier actually said that there was one reason why they recruited you. What was that? Oh, gosh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Coach has a way of words. Uh, he said because I had a good-looking mama. He had, oh, and my mom no. hit it off pretty oh, well. They, they're both crazy, so they they hit it off pretty well. My dad just shakes his head at it, just like I do.
3: Oh, Gotta watch out for Coach Spurrier. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
1: Oh man. Uh, all right, let's get back on the rails. So uh you get to Gainesville in '94, and if I remember it, you redshirted that year. Is that right? yes okay yeah thank goodness okay so expanding on that a little bit we've heard some great scout team stories from a lot of guys how was your experience on the scout team that redshirt year humbling very very
2: humbling um i had Donnie young and jeff mitchell you know and reggie green basically put my face in the dirt over and over and over and over again Hmm. it was it was very humbling um you know, I didn't have a big head coming in. I didn't expect to start. Um, so it was, while I was humbling, it was the best thing ever because it made me so much better.
1: Who was kind of your biggest competition at that point back then?
2: Um, we had big Dave Bernard. Uh, Dave Bernard was there, who I love Dave. Um, and then um, we had Keith Council and Mike Moten. Okay. Um, and McDonald F- Ferguson were all ha- ahead of me coming in. And I just managed, you know, one way or another, work my way up through the death chart. And I think Big Dave actually ended up getting hurt, which gave me an opportunity to start and gain some experience. And then um, when he was healthy, he started. But other than that, I was in there.
1: So we, a lot of guys have said that being on the scout team really, a couple things, one, showed them that they belonged, right, because they, they were competing every day. And they were sometimes, some of the guys thought they were doing better than the guys that were starting. But also it just gave them great experience. Is that kind of what you yeah. saw?
2: I did. I you know, like I said. I I never thought I'd actually start coming into Florida. I I thought I'd be a, a backup guy at best. Because um, I mean, the guys were gigantic when I got in there. <laughs> um, you know, we had some serious All Americans in there with Ellis and Henry and, and Oh yeah, oh, and uh, Kevin Carter. Sure. Like it's like, come on, yeah, guys, monsters I'm never play here,
1: yeah, monsters. Right? Um,
2: but being on the scout team let me. Work on some things that I never had an opportunity to work on if I was trying to play um, and I can learn and having to go against Donnie and Jeff and Green big green. I mean, you can't get much better to go against to get better. Um, and the guys now that want to come in and I want to start right away. No, no. Like it's it's not it's not wrong to be on the scout team or be redshirt it's not that big of a deal like you learn you get better it's it's worth it
3: Mm -hmm. clearly you made the most of it when you get on the field then in your uh, redshirt freshman season in 95 um, you start seven of the nine games you played in you know you had 29 tackles two forced fumbles got to be feeling pretty confident about your performance there your first season how did you feel going at the end of the season there and getting ready from your contributions there
2: um i was honestly surprised at how how well i did um i just you know, did my best every game and, and, you know, God blessed me to have a, be on a great team where I could, you know, flourish. And, you know, after that year, I felt really good. Um a little nervous going into the next year, knowing that I would have to play a bigger part, um, but also anxious because I wanted to get some, a little bit of revenge for the way the season ended.
0: Okay, guys, I just got a text from from Tony George, so I'm going to have to ask this question, Ed. I don't, uh, hope you don't mind. Oh, jeez. Uh-oh. <laughs> he says, uh, ask him about when Spurrier gave us an extra county fair circuit because we got two hands-on with the class of 95, and specifically Bo Carroll, walking around with a baseball bat because we damaged his room. Crying emoji Uh-oh. face.
2: Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Those jokers are lucky they got out of that alive.
0: <laughs> well, tell us what is a what's a county fair yeah. circuit?
2: So you do all these drills and stuff. It's it's kind of like conditioning, and and it can't be punishment too, as we found out. But you know, we weren't supposed to do certain things to the freshmen, and we did it anyways. And some of them were a little sensitive about the fact of what we did, and uh, somebody decided to tell. And we had an extra county fair, which we did while we were singing, and <laughs> proceeded to get some payback afterwards. Just, I'll just leave it at that. What are you singing? Oh, we were singing all kinds of things. We were we were just having a blast. We, okay, the, the fellas, <laughs> we understood what it was about, and we understood what was going to happen after too. So.
1: All right, so that '95, you guys, you guys win the SEC championship, but you know we know the Nebraska title game didn't go as planned. Mm-hmm. Um. We've talked to uh, about this on on many of our shows, actually. As John mentioned, we've had a lot of '95, '96 players and heard a lot of guys like Riddell, Johnny Rutledge. You know, talked about that loss and the change in the program. I mean, we new strength coach comes in, the whole gamut. But what would you say made the biggest difference for you specifically between '95 and '96? Coach Stoops, without a doubt. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Without,
2: I mean. Without a doubt, Coach Stoops made made the difference. Um, Whole new attitude, whole new approach. For an individual like myself, who was – I was on the smaller side for a defensive tackle. I was quicker, but I wasn't overpowering anybody. So he switched us to a gap attack defense. And that attitude of, you know, how we conduct ourselves on the field, we give up nothing. Give no one – we don't give anybody anything. They better earn every inch. Um, And the discipline, it's a total game changer bringing him in.
1: Yeah, I'll stick with my, I've said it before, I think Spurrier and Stoops is the best combination in the history of college football between offensive and defensive coaches. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That was, that mixed together. Was, uh, you know, you saw the results, right? Yeah. We all did. He was part of the resulting. Yes. He was.
3: <laughs>
0: Let's talk about that. Let's go to 96. A huge year for Gator Nation. We know that. And you're a big part of it. 44 tackles, six sacks, 10 tackles for loss, 33 big plays, which is a stat kept by the coaches. Uh, you're voted first team all SEC. Johnny Rutledge texted me today and said that you were the glue to their defense, the one that held it together. Do you look back on that championship season, the Gators' first football national championship, and feel your contribution to the team? You know, football experts always say that football games are won in the trenches, right? That you were a big reason for that team's success that year?
2: I mean, I would say yes, just for the fact that I started. Um, the success I have is was a result. Yeah, I worked hard, but everybody did. But we had some studs across that front seven and some studs in the, in the back that it was hard to pick on any of us. So, you know, if I'm having a good game, you might double-team me, but then Reggie's going to hurt your feelings. So it, it made it easier for me to have success when you have Big Bruiser next to me. And then on the outside, Willie, Willie Rogers, uh, Willie Cohen's, Mike Peterson, guys like that, Javon Curse. it's much easier for me to get after it when we have just studs like that around me. So we just had a, uh, the timing, everything just came together. We had a great group of guys who all worked hard, loved each other, you know, had each other's back and expected the best of each other. So we gave our best. And it's because of that is why I has success.
0: Man, I really wish I could feel like that on the show. Really Sometimes. Maybe Sometimes. by the next
3: best of show. <laughs> So we've asked a lot of guys this question. Obviously, the error you played, (laughs) the fun and gun, um, Spurrier offenses, Heisman for Werfel. Um, Obviously, we remember those big highlight scores, but clearly there was some great defensive football played in the orange and blue in that time. Do you feel that the Gator D doesn't get the acknowledgement that it deserves from that time? Uh, Clearly, uh, you had a huge impact on that. I do.
2: Um, And like I said, it's a product of having just an absolutely amazing offense i mean spurry was the offensive genius and he had true talent to to work his uh magic with and yeah the offenses was was flashy and they got they got the uh props for it but end of the day i got my ring and i i don't care
1: <laughs> so where's that ring right now
2: <laughs> yeah believe it or not i've worn that ring maybe four times uh what my mom is my mom and dad have had it most of the time um I don't wear jewelry. Uh so it it just felt weird on my finger. And I gave it to her and I was like, Hey, you hold on to this. Uh I said, You and Dad, do whatever you want. I I think I picked it up twice, had it in my house for a little while, then gave it back. Wow. It's too heavy. I think actually I think I have it now.
3: <laughs> Is it too heavy to wear?
2: I
0: would never take that thing off.
3: Ever. <laughs> I know. It should be like your precious. I know a different <laughs> ring. But come on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to turn into to, Sneagle, but yeah. Yeah, it, fair it, enough.
0: I, yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to '97. It's your junior year, and uh, you actually end up missing four games with an injury, but you still have 28 tackles, three sacks, five tackles for loss, 20 big plays. Still good enough to earn AP All-American honors. How tough is it to enjoy personal success like that amid the team not? having so much success, you know, failing to get to the SEC championship
2: that season. it It's for me, it's really hard. Cause I, like I said, I don't, all these stats you guys are saying is like new to me. Cause I don't, I didn't pay attention to it. Um, I just wanted to win games and do whatever. If it meant me holding a water bottle and we won, that's it is what it is. Um, so to not hit our goals as a team, that, that really did suck. So, you know, it. You know we compared to most of the teams in the country, we had a great year. But for us, we didn't.
1: It's funny you talk about the stats, though, because we had uh, Chad Jackson on, and he's the same way. I mean, we were teaching him things he never knew before about how great he was, you know, and he was going to go back and look at his stats. But I guess when you're in it at the moment, you know, for us who haven't played stats, that's all we got is to talk about stats. But you guys that were in the trenches and, and working hard, I guess it doesn't really mean all that much at the time, right?
2: No, it doesn't. It's... I mean, outside of, you know, bragging rights and talking trash with the guys with our internal competitions, it really didn't matter. Um, It was cool to see, you know, yeah, you get to see your highlights on ESPN or whatever. But outside of that, like, we just wanted to win. We wanted to beat whoever's in front of us no matter what. (laughs)
3: So speaking of whoever's in front of you, let's talk about when Tennessee came to town with some guy named Peyton Manning. <laughs> and obviously a big game, a big play from that game everyone remembers was that George big pick six. Yes. Uh, but that play never happened if it wasn't for you, right? Well, why don't you tell us about your part in that play and how you remember it? Um, I mean, most of that game was a blur.
2: But uh, it's, you know, I, I, I managed to get pressure on him and, uh, you know, do my part. Because I know I'm not gonna get a sack every time, but if I can make him, you know, throw an errant pass with the guys we had in the backfield, I knew that we could we could pick it off. So getting pressure on him, hitting him, realizing he threw the ball, and then all of a sudden hearing the crowd and looking up and realizing Tony has the ball, I was like, Man, this today's a good day. It, it was <laughs> you know, a lot like I said, that game was a lot of a blur, but I do remember hitting him and that, that sure pass being errant and
1: thank goodness Tony took it. Yes, he did. <laughs> so after that season, that off season is an interesting one for you. Um, you could have left for the NFL, but you did decide to stay at UF. N- not only that, but you take out an insurance policy in case you get injured. That was kind of, I think, a new thing back then. How did you hear about that and kind of what made you go that route with the insurance policy? So I had
2: heard it, you know, from a couple people, but, you know, dear stupid college kid, is in one ear and not the other. And then um, my position coach, Coach Broadway, is the one who really made me get it. Like, I thought he was going to beat me like he was my father if I didn't get it done. And without any, let's say, uh, there was no misunderstanding. You're get that now. And thank- thankfully, you know, the Lord put him in my path and I went and got it and it- you know, the rest is history.
1: Were a lot of guys getting them back then that we just didn't know about? Or was this something that only a few of you guys, or maybe only you, got it that year for for the Gators? None of us knew
2: about it. I, to my knowledge, after I got hurt, a lot of guys got it. Um, but I think I'm one of the first, if not the only, to collect. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't popular. Um, mm-hmm. But if it was, it was kind of hush-hush. No one really talked about it at all. Yeah, I could see that.
0: All right, 98, your senior year, you're killing it, right? 20 tackles, four tackles for losses, two passes defended, 15 big plays through the first five games. But then in week six at home against LSU, the injury happens. Mm -hmm. Your knee hyperextends. You tear three of the four ligaments in it, including ACL and MCL. and You have severe nerve damage. Tell us about the conversation that you're having with the team doctor as you're laying on the field there.
2: (laughs) It's actually funny. Um, Well, at first it was funny, then it got serious. Um, you know your legs pointing the wrong way you're screaming and the funny part is to calm you down they don't talk nice to you Adrian Melendez tells me quit screaming you're on TV <laughs> so <laughs> his, I stre- I'm stretching his shirt out because I'm yelling in pain and I pull him down to me after he says that I said then fix it <laughs>
3: so <No. laughs>
2: they pop back in and I look at Dr. Indelicato I was like hey am I done and he just looked at me and shook his head and said, yeah, I think you're done. I was like, all right, man. It is what it is.
0: And I heard an interview that I listened to today where you said you actually came to terms with your football career being over that night. Oh, So yeah. after, after all your domination in the sport, all state in high school, all American in college, you must have had thoughts of grandeur, of playing in the NFL, and all the fame and fortune it was going to bring since you were like a teenager, how were you able to mentally accept those circumstances
2: there's there's a couple things that factor into that one is don't me wrong i love football but if you gave me a chance to be a professional fisherman a professional football player fishing might take the win on that hmm. um so long as i can fish life is pretty good um but in the emergency room when they tell you hey we might have to amputate your leg," oh man You know, so that night you're hearing, hey, we got to check because my nerve, my nerves want to like the ability to move my leg, like started going away. And they said, we need to check to make sure artery isn't pinched because if it is, we have to remove the leg below the knee.
1: Once I found out I
2: can keep my leg, nothing else bothered me.
1: Yeah, I can imagine that's got to (laughs) be understandable. Yeah, that's. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, that's, a, that's a great perspective, though, to look at it. Yeah, yeah. very interesting perspective, you know. Wow. That definitely puts things in perspective, right? Walking again or playing football, very different uh, very different things.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, as much as I wanted to play football in the pros, and believe me, I did want to do it, see what I could do, financial issues, you know, down the road I wanted to play with my kids, and that would have been severely hindered if I had lost my leg. So mm-hmm. now I can chase them around like I want to.
1: So what kind of fishing do you do? is it deep sea stuff or are you bass fishing what kind of fishing?
2: grew up bass fishing, but I love saltwater fishing especially inshore um don't get me wrong, I'll go offshore all day any day if I can um but I love inshore and you know we're fishing out my kayaks now and my son is hooked on it so I love it um yeah inshore saltwater fishing all day
0: <laughs> Andy, you do fishing off your yacht yeah right <laughs> no? <laughs> no invitations. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's just him and Puff Daddy. No. Cool. No. That's it. No. <laughs> All right.
3: no. So again, great perspective with that. Uh and but obviously that insurance policy helps set you up for life and hopefully that was able to help you. Um uh, but clearly you have to think of what professional athletes making especially like today clearly you would have been retired by now uh, but i mean some of these contracts out there uh, it's like uh, the net profit of a, of a small country out there what some of these athletes are making a year like uh, do you ever think about the timing and how how that comes into play for you and stuff i do um yeah there's a lot of things i i'd be able to do if i was you
2: know had that that income um a lot of different my family definitely would have been in a different spot but, you know, I also could have uh, CTE. I also could have, you know, my body torn up even hmm. more. So, while, while I do think about it, you know, like I said, I'm a blessed man. God God has definitely taken care of me. So, you know, that, that insurance policy allowed my, me to do a lot of things that I would not have been able to do
3: without it. So
1: No, that's a great perspective. And and the injury ultimately led you to participate in the Boys and Girls Club, right? So. Big, big impact on kids. So can you tell us a little bit about that and the kids that you're still impacting today? Uh, Yeah, I mean,
2: everything happens for a reason. And, you know, went to the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, Those kids made a huge impact on me. Um, Definitely has made me a better father going through that experience and being able to, you know, help a few kids like understand things better, go, you know, life turn out a little better. It it was amazing. Amazing parents. Um, The staff there does, you know, bends over backwards for these kids and these families. And it was an amazing experience.
1: How old are your kids? Just curious. I have an
2: eleven and thirteen-year-old.
1: Okay.
3: Boys or girls?
2: Uh, My daughter is thirteen. My son's eleven.
3: I have to interject for a second. My daughter turns thirteen tomorrow. So, although Michaela, I know you're not listening. Happy birthday, sweetheart. Oh, happy birthday. (laughs) dad's not even listening that's right um uh
0: ed is your son playing football
2: um no not he's doing wrestling right now so okay yeah he, he likes to wrestle so have him in that and down the road if he decides to play we'll we'll have that discussion and see where it goes
3: Obviously, you're one of the greatest uh, Gator linemen. Um, what do you think of some of the guys who have followed you? Uh, anyone stand out in particular? Some of your favorites? Anyone remind you of yourself more than others? Um,
2: I don't know more of my – remind me of myself. Um, but one of the ones that truly sticks out, probably just because I was there um, – well, two of them there with him, is Gerard Warren and um, Alex Brown. Oh, Yeah. Are, two of my okay okay two of my favorites since that time um yeah great guys they work hard they did well you know i i really love those two guys do you get back to the swamp for some games i do from time to time i don't get as uh, many as i want you know but uh yeah i try to at least make it up for one and uh whether i go to game or not you know being in town for that atmosphere is amazing Oh, yeah. And I'd be
0: remiss if I didn't mention, I don't know if you guys saw, the Grog House is closing. Yes. I don't know if you used to go there or not. I've been, but, uh, I've been
2: to the Grog yeah. House enough to, to mourn that loss. Yes. Um, yep. But honestly, I'm surprised it lasted this long. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point.
0: I think I went there. Uh, my, I, me and my family moved back to Gainesville and I want to say 2013, we lived there for a few years till I had to move to Georgia for uh, my job. Okay. But uh, one night I took my wife and I took her to some some places like Copper Monkey. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we went to Grog House. And when we were in Grog House, I was like, man, I, I don't remember it being like this. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was probably not as sober, you know, walking in that place as I was that night.
3: And that's probably. I can why. assure you that was the case. Yeah. We're definitely not as different perspective in the '40s and the '20s, huh? Oh yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. My feet were sticking to the This Yes, floor. It
3: was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: uh,
1: have you been back to see the new facility? No, I haven't. One of the
2: guys just sent me pictures. Um, I've sent got pictures from a couple of guys. Seeing the the outdoor practice facility was nice, but I haven't seen the new. Uh, locker rooms and stuff
3: yet and I'm looking forward to that
1: yeah I can only imagine I've just seen the pictures but it looks pretty spectacular
3: oh yeah do you keep in contact with a lot of the old teammates anyone you hang out with recently we do we do keep in contact a lot of it's through Facebook and Instagram because
2: all of us run crazy but uh, Mike Moton lives in this area um, so I get to see Mike Mike's great dude um, and then of course whenever I, I'm up in Gainesville you know I go see Deke you know, being best friend and all. So we do keep up, but a lot of it's on Instagram or Facebook. But, you know, it's fun
1: when we get in town and get together. Sure. So going back to your playing days, is there a favorite play or sack or or something that sticks out in your mind? And if so, who was it against? And do you remember when it was? So it's it's Arkansas. Um,
0: The SEC championship?
1: Yeah. Because the
2: Mm -hmm. reason it sticks out in my mind, because it was probably the first, what I consider a true big play um, that didn't even go down as a big play. But I didn't know where to line up on the goal hmm. line. And I remember asking Dave Bernard, like, where do we line up? Because I'm a stupid young guy. don't know what, what I'm doing. I'm freaking out. He says, just line up there and go. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I ball snap, run up field, managed to beat, beat, my, beat the offensive lineman and actually tackled a quarterback, as his knee touches, he pitches it. And when he pitches it, Ben Hanks grabs mm-hmm. it, takes it all the way down for a touchdown. <laughs> I don't even – I'm not even on the field when Ben scores because I'm so tired that I'm running straight <laughs> off the field. And I'm on the <laughs> sideline before Ben even scores. <laughs> and the guy's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I just want to sit out." I want to sit down. Sit
3: down.
0: <laughs> so but, basically, any big play from the Gators defense between 95 and 98 started – with you disrupting a play, right? Let's oh, get that straight. That sounds about right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of insight you get only here on All for Gators podcast. It's all for the Gators, Sid. The Gators. I got to listen to the show. I'll learn the name eventually. Okay.
0: Um, so today you're doing what? Personal training in St. Pete? Yes, sir. Oh, You want to tell us a little bit
2: about that? So, um, yeah, I actually got the job because started – personal training in st pete because of an old gator um guy i met in college that was here in st pete was a personal training manager i applied for a sales job he saw my application and said nope you're gonna be a personal training with me and that's the yeah. rest is history um wow and then so now geez i don't even know how long i've been doing it 15 years now
0: who are you training are you training kids or
2: teams or adults Everyone from, geez, the youngest I've trained has been nine, and the oldest I've trained has been 86. Wow. Um,
1: That's a big spread. It is, but
2: I I love the variety. Um, It's not the same thing all the time. And recently, I started my daughter's friends. They do a little boot camp um, once a week, and they are awesome. I I have so much fun with these kids, training them. I have a great time. Um, so I like all ages, you know, all ages and abilities. Everybody gives you something different. And especially my older clientele, I get to learn so much from them. They have, they have such amazing lives and I love learning from them.
0: Good deal. Good deal. Hey,
2: how's that knee doing these days? My knee's pretty good, surprisingly. Like, I, I mean, I I, I tore I my ACL oh, no. kickboxing. What are you doing but, kickboxing uh, with that knee? Listen, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> enjoy yourself, man. You know, you gotta okay. enjoy life.
0: I would put my leg up for the rest of my life, <laughs> with and I would be wearing my national championship <laughs>
2: ring. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the knee's good enough, you know. Like I said, I I been do it, did martial arts and wow. Um, you know,
0: actually, looks pretty good. That's great, man. Um, all right, let's end with this. Ed, we usually do a bit at the end of the show, okay. and uh, we're gonna do what we call a five for five. I'm gonna name five of your teammates, and you tell us the first word that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> Javon Curse Free. Johnny Rutledge.
2: <laughs> solid, just a solid man.
0: Tony George.
2: <laughs> Hard hitter.
0: Bo Carroll.
2: <laughs> Furby.
0: What? <laughs> what was that? Furby. Oh, Furby? Uh, yeah.
2: the guy, what is that? The mean? Guys to understand. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um Fred Weary.
2: Hilarious. Really? Yeah, I love Fred. He was so funny. I
0: mean, we get that for James Bates. We, oh gosh. I don't think we've gotten that for Fred Weary yet.
2: Yeah, Fred, I has I've had some great times with Fred and and uh he gave me he actually calmed my mind quite a bit one day when it came to the league and I, I can't thank him enough for that.
1: We do tend to get the same response when we say Javon Kirst though. Yeah. Everyone pretty much yeah. right away says yeah, I, I, freak. I've never I've yeah. never seen
2: anything <laughs> like that in my life. That that boy, woo.
0: And I'll tell you, I want to get him on the show, but and he's very friendly on social media with the show. He'll interact, he'll like things, he'll put emojis on, but uh, have not yet been able to get him on the show. He's one of our probably, I would say, in our top ten. He's
2: very, he's very busy. Oh, I'm sure, but a guy who had the success and the name and the reputation of Javon, he's a big kid and i I've, I've never seen anything but a great attitude nice loving guy ever from him uh, he i I, Devon, I love the i love his attitude i love the way he lives life and
1: approaches it great to hear
0: all right Ed man um thank you so much for taking the time out for us today uh not just a gator great national champion, one of the greatest gator defensive tackles of all time and uh, it was truly an honor. Uh, for us to have you on today, and you were more gracious with your time, so thank you very much. Thank you, Ed. This was great.
2: Thank you, fellas, for having me on. I truly appreciate it.
0: Another national champion on the show. But you're going to get the whole team, I think, the way you're going. Yeah.
3: <laughs> we're filling out a full squad here now. We definitely have improved the strength of our defensive line on the show guests here. that's here. That's excellent.
0: I'm not trying to get players all from the same era. I am literally... Sending out invitations to all our favorites, all the gator greats. And we've had others scheduled in there, but you know, a lot of their schedules are busy and and some, you know, get rescheduled and moved. And it just happened that like
3: three in a row were from the same team era. Come on, John. I want to hear about the SEC battles of the nineteen fifties. Let's get let's get some old school (laughs) gators. Hey, if I was on a national championship
1: team, I'd want to talk about it too. That's right. Absolutely. All right, guys, you ready for our
0: two bits? I'm always ready for two bits, but I'll wait for you guys. Yep, that's the rules. That's it. Um, Andy, I'm going to throw it to you first. I've gone first the past couple times.
1: Okay, let's see. I got two, but I'll go... Did I catch a napping? No, I got it. Okay. I was got just show to the, to I was do in here my today. head thinking which ones I wanted to go with, and I think I'm going to go with the uh, that he knew the night that he was injured, he was done. And then kind of the story about really does put it in perspective, They're telling him, we're going to try to save your leg. Like, I guess that does kind of put things into perspective, right? Jeez. Absolutely. That's got to be crazy, though, to have the incredible career he had. And I'm sure he would have gone pro. And uh, senior year, one game, that's it. It's over. Yeah, that
0: senior year, he was on pace most likely for a consensus All-American year that
3: year. He was a beast. The statue read for five games are better than some <laughs> all stars getting the whole season. It is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's a beast. Absolutely, but we we talk to guys though who say like they wish they came back, and this is actually the opposite. I wish for his sake that maybe he left a year sooner. Imagine how different things could have been for him.
1: No, but if you think about, I wonder if like today's advancements in the surgeries and stuff, if if he would have had a chance to play again, or if it was just that devastating, even today. He he could have come back a year later or something, or maybe he would have been a a fourth-round pick instead of a first-rounder. Yeah, I mean, you hear about it all the time, right? These guys are tearing. It's true. Yeah, they they tear every ligament in their knee, and then a year later, they're back, and they're playing.
0: All right, I'm going to give you my two bits, and, man, unfortunately, it has to do with the knee injury. I don't want to dwell on it, um, because this whole episode was really celebrating everything uh, Ed achieved as a Gator, um, which was impressive um, but one thing that really caught my attention was when I think Sid you were asking him about viewing or, or seeing the, the deals that are out there in the NFL now you know and, and if he ever thought about you know what he could have had and his response was well you know he also could have had CTE or a torn up body mm-hmm. it's the um, right answer. <laughs> so the yeah his perspective on looking at that whole yeah. situation is, is commendable is it, I mean yeah, I you know I don't think I would. He's a better man than I. I don't think I'd be able to handle something like oh, that. Oh my goodness! So I was very impressed with that answer.
3: Okay, well, he he really had just an awesome attitude in general. Like that 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 def- the injury definitely doesn't define him, I, I, and he probably doesn't feel like. He seems like the kind of guy who probably doesn't think of his football career as kind of defining him either. You heard him say he would be just as happy to be a a Hall of Fame uh, professional fisherman, I should say, as he would be a professional footballer. That's right. Seemed like he's just a really good dude who appreciates everything that the world has given him and just goes about his business trying to be the best guy he can. And, man, what better way to represent Gator Nation than someone with an attitude like that? Absolutely. Yeah, really positive. So my two bits, I'm going to stand up and holler and point out yet another Gator great bringing up the importance of the practice squad and how that paid dividends to him and made such an impact in his career and how the competition he had with the other guys ahead of him and how it prepared him for all the success that came his way really gives respect to the process. And, and a lot of the other players have spoke of this as well. But, I mean, it is very rare.
0: Well, can I interrupt you there, sir? Definitely. Because I really like this point. But this was the first player that spoke about the scout team that didn't say that he did well or dominated. I mean, he got his butt kicked he did say that and him. he told us that face in the dirt. And how do you imagine Ed Chester getting his face in the dirt is,
1: is unbelievable.
3: I think he's just being humble. I can't really picture <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I, no, but I mean, think about it. What he said when he got to the, got to UF, he was thinking he was going to be, you know, he'll be a backup. He wasn't thinking he was going to start. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry wow. to interrupt Sid. Go ahead. Thank you. Well, I'm pretty good though. That, were you done with your two bits?
0: I am bitless. <laughs> I am without bit. Oh, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of All for the Gators. <laughs> uh, we're going to be doing that March bracket.
3: What's the name of the show again? One more time. All what was
0: for the Gators. Got it? Okay. Got All got for it. the Gators podcast.
3: I got to look it up because I, I apparently have some shows to listen to.
0: <laughs> That's right. And look for the March bracket. We're going to do King of DBU. And it's going to be heated. Uh, it's going to be hard to narrow it down to 16. So everybody on social media that's going to vote, uh, we need everybody's vote. Because those, it's going to be a tight fit in there to get 16 defensive backs from the Florida Gators in there. Uh, there's going to be some cut, and people aren't going to be happy. So we're warning you now, but we're going to get an awesome, brand new, angry post segment out of it.
1: Yes, Bring the anger and the venom towards John so he can send it to us, so we can read it on, uh, on the show.
3: Friends out there, let's not be so angry. Let's follow the, the, the path of our friend of the show, Ed Chester. Let's let's all be good people. Let's not be so angry. But if there's any angry ones, the funnier the better. We'll take that. All right, guys. It's a wrap. I think it's about that time. I think we're ready for our next best of. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Go
1: Gators.
3: Go Gators!
1: Oh, go Gators.